There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. to the Back Row Eagle Show, part of the Back Row Network. Now your host, John Eddy Jr. All right, all right, all right. If that intro doesn't keep you excited for the rest of the season, I don't know what will. Yeah, we had a rough week one and we're going to talk about it, but I'm still excited for the rest of the season. Don't get me wrong. I think our boys are just fine, but there is some stuff to unpack and I'm going to unpack it right now, starting with the fact that Washington averaged 3.4 yards per play on offense and beat the Eagles by 10 points last year in 2019 teams to average fewer than 3.5 yards per play went 0 and 18 with an average loss of 20 points. That's how bad we were. Most of it in the second half. Yes, but it wasn't just, you know, a porous offensive line yes that was the worst part about the game in my opinion because without lane johnson we didn't stand a chance although we looked good in those first you know few drives we put up 17 points that should have been good enough to stifle that washington offense because Dwayne haskins is not good i don't care he he was just as bad as carson wentz he just made it count in the second half when it really mattered I'm still not convinced that he is the option for Washington, but that is neither here nor there. Let's talk about that O-line. Just some notes from week one. Uh, There was some very interesting plays that I got a chance to watch over again. There was one of the sacks, and yes, there were eight sacks in that game. Unfortunately for Carson Wentz, he could not duck under every single one of them last week. He tried. He tried a lot. And a couple of them worked, but then it didn't work the very next player on that same exact play that it worked on. So, sorry, Carson. You need to find a new uh, weapon in that repertoire when it comes to avoiding sacks. Nevertheless, one of those sacked plays, the, the offensive line actually did really well. Unfortunately, Chase Young is a monster. He is insane. He is going to be one of the best defensive ends in football in a couple of years, mark my words. And we're going to have to deal with it a couple of times a year because if Washington lets him go, there's more than more wrong in Washington than we think there is. Anyway, the play. Corey Clement is back to help Chip. And Jason Peters does his normal regression. He slides, Corey Clement ships, except the fact that it 
makes Chase Young spin around Jason Peters to the inside, right to the face of Carson Wentz. So everything that was designed on that play happened. It just happened to a really good young defensive lineman, and there was nothing else we could do after that. Another play, uh, there was a lot of miscommunications here. Obviously, we had some new guys on the line. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't have a lot of play time together. There was one uh, where he's uh, Herbig was supposed to step inside, and he wanted to turn inside, but he doesn't keep watching the other way. So we just we let a guy free, and it doesn't need to happen. So those sh- they should be able to watch the tape and figure some of these things out, even if we need to put some of these young in- inexperienced guys in again. Yeah, they'll see their mistakes, and they should be able to button it up a little bit. I'm not saying that they're the best offensive line in the world. Of course, it probably is never going to be discussed that way. And, of course, I think of all the things that could have been with Brandon Brooks and Andre Dillard coming into his own, hopefully, you know, this year or next year, with Lane Johnson and Jason Peters just playing a role. Now he has to be the guy again, and we all love Jason Peters, so... We'll we'll keep our fingers crossed that he can last through the rest of this season. And then the last one that I want to touch on before we get to some other points and some higher points and some positive news, because there wasn't a lot of positive news after the first 20 minutes of the game last week. Isaac Samalo. He has been decent for us in a pinch here and there, but there was a play where he was supposed to pull and it looked like he just stood up and walked across the offensive line. There was no pull. There was just a, I don't feel like getting over there. And I hope that's not a recurring theme with Isaac, but it definitely was evident on that play where he just didn't care. And at that point, we were tied 17-17. There was a lot of football left. We could have adjusted a few things, and we could have taken that game easily uh, against the football team, which I am hearing if it does well with the fans, Dan Snyder is considering just um, keeping it. I don't know how I would feel if we ever had to change our name to the Philadelphia football team and then kept it that. You know, maybe the first year would be kind of funny kind of fun to hang out with and you go football team but i think after a year or so i'd actually like a mascot of some kind (laughs) so we'll see what happens with the washington football team anyway there's some interesting uh notes for carson wentz and before i get to them i will say carson was bad he did not play like the Carson Wentz we hoped he would be and has been in the past. I mean, we all agree as Eagles fans, Carson Wentz had an MVP season stolen from him because of the ACL injury. He was the best player in football that year until he went down. And luckily we had somebody to save our butts. So anyway, Carson Wentz has had a few bad games. Not going to lie, he likes to hold on to the ball He likes to force some things. He makes some bad decisions from time to time, but he usually cleans it up because 
after Carson Wentz's other six games where he's thrown two or more interceptions, the next game he rebounded well. Eight touchdowns, three interceptions, 66% completion percentage, 258 yards a game, and a 90.4 QB rating. I will take that against the Rams' upcoming week. Also, it's also the sixth time in Carson Wentz's career that he committed three or more turnovers in a game. In those six games, he committed 19 total turnovers, a disaster. Uh, But that represents a third of all turnovers committed in his 57-game career. So if you're looking on the bright side of this, when he does it, he does it a lot, and he does it all at once, and then usually is good for the rest of the time. So we'll have to hope that that keeps uh, being the case. Also, another bright spot that we can look at is the fact that, yes, while he was holding onto the ball for a long time, it's because he was trying to chuck that ball deep. And that's what we've been missing the last two years. We had one game out of Deshaun Jackson against Washington last year to start the season where everything looked, oh yeah, this is the only part of the offense that we were missing was that deep threat. Now, Carson Wentz, attempted 42 total passes. 12 of those were deep routes, 15-plus yards down the re- down the field for a 28.57% rate. Now, maybe we shouldn't be trying to throw the ball deep that much, but the fact that he was able to throw the ball deep that much means that we're on to something. Jalen Rieger, yes, he had one catch for 55 yards, but that was a hell of a catch. That was a hell of a play. It was on uh, third down and, what, 12 or something like that, and it got some momentum going in our favor. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough, and we couldn't get it to him more, but I think as the season goes on, Jalen Rieger will be a bigger part of that offense. Also, we were trying to throw to John Hightower, way too much. I don't know what that was about, but he did not look good at all. I'm not sure why he was on the field, and I'm not sure why J.J. Ortega-Whiteside can't beat him out to get more reps. It doesn't make any sense at all. Anyway, let's see what's on the injury report because, obviously, that is the biggest sore spot for the Philadelphia Eagles so far this year those damn injuries, and it's been like that for the last couple years. I almost expect it. I hate that I expect it, but I expect it. So on Wednesday's injury report, we had Fletcher Cox, a DNP, but it was just for rest. Good. Deshaun Jackson, just for rest. Good. Brandon Graham was still in the concussion protocol. Alshon Jeffrey, we all know he's not coming back uh, too soon. Javon Hargrave, I believe, took his first limited practice as an Eagle, uh, although we had decent defensive tackle play in this game, so having him back would strengthen that up quite a bit. Jason Peters was limited with his knee. Now that's probably something that we'll just have to deal with all year long. And then we have a couple of hamstrings in Derek Barnett and Miles Sanders and an ankle in Lane Johnson, although it looks like all three of those guys should be fine. Miles Sanders 
feels like he's going to play. Lane Johnson says he's going to play. So that's good. We'll be closer to full strength of what we thought we were going to have in week one going into the game against the Rams. Also, there's an interesting tidbit flying around out there, and probably not true, but let's let's think about it. What if, what if the Eagles are a potential destination for a trade of Allen Robinson? Yes, we've taken one Chicago Bear wide receiver before, and he did just fine for us. He came and he won a Super Bowl with us. That was awesome. However, I'm pretty sure it's time to move on from Alshon Jeffrey. And if we have to take another Bears wide receiver in return, why not Allen Robinson? The guy is a beast this year, especially uh, for fantasy football purposes the last couple of years. He has been just great. And Allen Robinson is the only wide receiver in, I forget what the time frame was, or he's the only active wide receiver to have a 1,400-yard, 14-touchdown season. He's it. You know, you got guys like Julio that get 1,800 yards, but he only gets nine touchdowns. Allen Robinson, he does it all. He gets you yards, he gets you receptions, and he gets you touchdowns. So to have him as a number one there, because we still – still don't have a number one receiver and that sucks it's been too long and even Alshon Jeffrey wasn't a typical number one receiver because he was only getting 60 to 70 catches in a season he was doing enough with it and he was getting us touchdowns but it didn't really feel like a true number one receiver if we had Allen Robinson out there then to pair up with Jalen Rieger, and, of course, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Zach Ertz, a little bit of a sore spot this week. He got that first touchdown, and it looked like he was rolling just like the old times, but he actually had a couple of drops that were very unlike Zach Ertz. And I don't know if it's the contract situation with him. I hope not because... I'd like Zach Ertz to retire an Eagle. He's Carson Wentz's number one target, except for week one where Dallas Goddard ended up going off for eight catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Great that we've got them both. Great that if Zach Ertz does go away, we have a very, very capable tight end to replace him. So that, I mean, on the upside, at least we have a guy to replace Zach Ertz, who is the best tight end I've ever watched play for the Philadelphia Eagles. But anyway, we've got some good things that we can look forward to in the coming weeks. Week one was a disaster. Of course it was a disaster. Last year, the Redskins, when they were still the Redskins, they went up 17 to nothing on us in the season opener, and we came back to beat them. So maybe this is just the universe even in itself out, and now we can get back and everybody can settle down and everybody can just do what they're supposed to do. I believe the Eagles are actually slight favorites to win against the Rams this coming week. I'm not exactly sure how. Maybe they're taking into account all the guys that should be back because our running game was terrible, but partially because of our offensive line, yes. Partially because we didn't have Miles Sanders. There's a lot of guys out there. 
and I'm one of them, that drafted Miles Sanders in fantasy, and we didn't get to play him in week one. And then there are some guys, like my co-host on Fantasy Fuel, who drafted Miles Sanders, didn't get to play him week one, and he drafted so well that he actually is probably not going to play him in week two. So, anyway, our running game should improve no matter what. Lane Johnson back, Miles Sanders back. Our screen game should be better, too. Miles Sanders is really good catching those out routes, those little ins from running backs, and doing some damage after he catches it. That being said, that offensive line, what are they going to do with Aaron Donald? I mean, everybody knows who Aaron Donald is, and everybody knows how Aaron Donald works. You can't stop him. (laughs) So how are we going to do anything about that? He is going to be in the backfield all day long, especially if we play like we did last week. Now, like I said earlier, we had some good tape. We had some good things working. It just didn't work the way they intended to work on that offensive line. You know, with the chips and spinning chase young out but he was just so good to recover from it that it didn't matter. And that's going to be the same with Aaron Donald. So we have to figure out a way and maybe get both tight ends more on the field, get those guys kind of moving everybody towards, you know, the middle and keeping Aaron Donald in check. I don't know. I'm not an offensive uh, coordinator. I'm not an offensive line coach. I'm just articulating what I would do. Maybe, you know, something um, to think about for everybody in the Cummings week. Just just keep your eye on the offensive line. I know that's not the most exciting part of the game, but it is very interesting to watch if you're just focused on it because there there's a lot of things going on, stunts and crosses and pulls and everything, you know, defensive line, offensive line, you're trying to uh, – Protect something that you're predicting will happen. I know I'm probably getting way off track here, but what I'm saying is we still have some guys. Jordan Maialata, he actually played really well in the limited amount of stats he got. Maybe he came in after we already gave up all eight sacks. I don't remember at what point he came in and did what he did, but he was actually graded really well, and that's another thing to be hopeful for. (laughs) and I guess that is the theme of my first episode of the back row Eagles show is hopefulness. (laughs) It sounds really cheesy. I know, I know, but guess what? It's what we've got after that poor week one. It's what we've got in the future. And hopefully um, everybody's on the same page with me because We could use a win in week two, so we don't go 0-2. You all know what happens when teams go 0-2 and 0-3. Those percentages go way down for making the playoffs. Or maybe you just say screw it, and we actually get a top 10 pick without having to trade everything to get up there. But I can never root for that. Just like in fantasy football, I don't use my rookie picks in dynasty leagues I trade them all away for guys that will help me right now because I want to win right now and I want to win next year and I want to win the year after that. So I have a hard time planning for the future because I want to win now. 
and I've been in that mode ever since I was an Eagles fan. Yes, it's been a while, and I'm not your typical Eagles fan. I am from Wisconsin, born and raised, and I just happened to catch a guy named Randall Cunningham on the field in a game and thought that was one bad dude. So here I, here I am, Eagles fan in Wisconsin. I don't have a lot of people to share this with, so here I am on the Back Row Eagles show, hopefully sharing it with a bunch of other Eagles fans. All right, I guess that's going to do it for um, my first episode. Thank you. I am John Eddie Jr. You can catch me on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel. I will get the account for the Twitter uh, for the Eagles show too, so you can catch me on there. I'll get all that stuff set up. It'll be in the show notes. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully after an Eagles W.